Welcome to the first episode of Daring Deeds and Doers, a podcast where I discuss daring deeds and you try to guess the doer. The answer will be at the end, and find my socials in the show notes and let me know how you did. He was born August 5th, 1930 in Wapakoneta, Ohio. He earned his student flight certificate when he was 16 and had his first solo flight that following August, before he even had his driver's license. In his high school band, he played the baritone horn. He formed the Mississippi Moonshiners, which was a jazz band. He worked at a bakery cleaning the bread mixer until he saved enough money to buy his own cone baritone horn. He was a Boy Scout and eventually earned the rank of Eagle Scout. And then he was accepted into Purdue and MIT. He chose Purdue for the sole reason that he watched their football team beat a significantly better team on television, and that impressed him. The year is 1947. Just before he entered Purdue, he was awarded the Distinguished Eagle Scout Award. He went to college at Purdue University. He studied aeronautical engineering, and it was paid for by the United States Navy's Holloway Plan. The Holloway Plan was two years of college, two years of naval flight training, one year of military service, and then two years of college, completes a bachelor's degree. In 1949, he started his military career. From 1950 to 1953, he was a naval aviator. During the Korean War, he flew the Grumman F-9F Panther from the USS Essex, which was an aircraft carrier. One notable event from his uh, Navy career was he was making a bombing run at 500 feet above the ground. At 350 miles per hour, he hit a wire that the enemy put up as a booby trap, and it ended up shearing six feet off of his wing. He managed to make it back to friendly, uh, friendly forces and ejected over the ocean, but the wind ended up carrying him back onto land, and he had to get picked up by his roommate from flight school, who was driving a jeep. In total, uh, during the Korean War, he flew 78 missions, a total of 121 flight hours, and earned an air medal, two gold stars, the Korean Service Medal, an engagement star, the National Defense Service Medal, and the United Nations Korean War Medal. The year is 1955. In January, he finished his bachelor's at Purdue. When he graduated, he had a 4.8 out of 6.0 GPA. During college, he pledged to Phi Delta Theta fraternity. He wrote and directed two musicals. He was chairman for Purdue's Aero Flying Club. He was the baritone player in the Purdue's All-American Marching Band. In July, he became a test pilot for NACA, which is the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, at the high-speed flight station at Edwards Air Force Base. During that time, he was a pilot for the Century Series of Fighter Jets, which is the F-100 to the F-106. In 1956, he married his first wife, Janet Elizabeth Sharon, and eventually had three kids, Eric, Karen, and Mark. In 1958, in June, he was a participant in the United States Air Force's Man in Space Unis program. It eventually got canceled by the Air Force, but the goal was to get a man in space before the USSR did. In October, he became an employee of NASA when it absorbed NACA. In 1960, he was in the X-20 Dinosaur Human Spaceflight Program. The X-20 Dinosaur is a versatile aircraft used for many things, which included spaceflight. Between November 1960 to July 1962, he flew the North American X-15 seven times, the X-series aircraft known to be able to fly to the edge of our space. It tops out at 200,000 feet and 4,000 miles per hour.
While at Edwards Air Force Base, he logged over 900 flights and over 2,600 flight hours. This is where his story really starts. This is where you're going to be able to start guessing who he is. 1962, he was awarded the Octave Chanute Award, and he was in NASA's second group of astronauts being selected for Project Gemini. I'm going to make the quick notes here that for airlines, uh, the pilot is the higher ranking one and the first officer is the lower ranking one. But for spacecraft and astronauts, the pilot is the lower ranking one and the commander is the higher ranking one. They just changed up the names a little bit. And then the way NASA handled the Gemini program and later on the Apollo program was that the backup team for, let's say, Gemini 4 would be the prime team for Gemini 5. So every other uh, mission, they would switch out the team. So in 1965, he was the backup commander for Gemini 5. But in 1966, he was the commander for Gemini 8 in March, becoming NASA's first civilian astronaut to fly in space. He also performed the first docking of two spacecraft alongside his pilot, David Scott. He ended up in a dangerous role due to a stuck thruster and had to use some fuel that was set aside for controlling the spacecraft during re-entry, so the mission was aborted. For that, he received the NASA Exceptional Service Medal. He was the backup command pilot for Gemini 11 and went on a 24-day goodwill tour of South America. The Purdue All-American Marching Band presented him with the Purdue Band Blazer and the Honorary Kappa Kappa Psi and received a pledge board, pledge cap, and the KKY pin. Later that year, he unofficially learned that he'll be the first man on the moon. We're moving away from Gemini and we're moving into Apollo program. The year is now 1968. On May 6th, during a lunar landing research vehicle, LLRV, training, he was descending from 100 feet above the ground. His controls were starting to degrade, and he decided to safely eject before the cra before he crashed. Analysis shows that if he ejected even just half a second later, his parachute wouldn't have opened in time. In December, the Apollo 11 crew was officially determined, and final selections were made. If you're not able to guess them now, you're going to be able to in a few minutes. Uh, 1969? In March, we learned that he was chosen to be one of the, f the first man on the moon, in part because NASA's management said he did not have a large ego. But the official statement was because that the door opened towards his pilot, which meant he would be able to get out easier than his pilot would have. And then on July 16th, at 9.32 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, the Apollo 11 uh, spacecraft launched. While he was flying to the moon, he brought... One of the personal items he brought with him was his World Scout badge from his time in the Eagle Scouts. Also, during his flight, he gave rewards to the National Scout Jamboree that was taking place in Idaho. During landing the lunar module, he noticed that they were heading for an unsafe landing spot. He took manual control to find a better spot, which took longer than uh, the simulations and previous uh, flights, and he assumed that they had 40 seconds of fuel left when they landed. Mission Control thought he was running out of fuel, but analysis showed that he had only 45 seconds left. 
His name was set in the history books on July 20th with his famous quote. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. This was his only extra vehicle activity, or EVA, and it totaled 2 hours and 31 minutes. 530 million people around the world heard him say his famous quote while watching a live stream of the event on TV. In completion of this flight marks his time and space as a total of 8 days, 14 hours, 12 minutes, and 30 seconds. And after he uh, landed, they put him into an 18-day quarantine. And then he started tours and parades. It's basically a victory tour. In 1969, he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the Colum Geographical Medal, and the Collier Trophy. In 1970, he earned the Silver Buffalo Award, the NASA Distinguished Service Medal, and the Dr. Robert Goddard Memorial Trophy. In April to June, he was on Apollo 13's Accident Investigations Board, and he ended up earning his Master's in Aeronautical Engineering from the University of Southern California. 1971, he was awarded the Sylvanus Thayer Award. He officially resigned from NASA and taught at the University of Cincinnati in the Department of Aerospace Engineering until 1979. He chose Cincinnati because they had a small aerospace department, and he felt that professors at other universities, including his alma mater, uh, Purdue, would be annoyed that he only had a master's degree instead of doctorates. In 1978, he was presented with a Congressional Space Medal of Honor, and he was elected member into the National Academy of Engineering. In 1979, he acted as a spokesperson for a few American companies, only American companies, uh, the first of which was Chrysler. He was inducted into the Na National Aviation Hall of Fame. In 1985, he accepted a professional expedition to the North Pole because he wanted to see it from the ground since he had only seen it from the moon. His words, not mine. He didn't inform the media of the trip, and he wanted to keep it private. In 1986, he served on the commission that wrote the Rogers Report about the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster. Don't get confused. In 1990, he, served, he separated from his wife. 1992, he met his new wife. In 1994, he divorced his first wife. Then a few months later, he married his second wife. Also in 1994, he sued Hallmark. He had an issue with people using his face and voice and likeness. Um, he had a low ego. He didn't want to be out there everywhere. So he sued Hallmark for unauthorized use of his name and likeness. Uh, when they settled out of court, he donated all of the money to Purdue. We don't know how much it is, but we do know he donated 100% of it. In 1999, he was one of the recipients of the Langle Gold Medal. In 2001, he was awarded the Wright Brothers Memorial Trophy. Also in 2001, he was elected into the American Philosophical Society. In May of 2005, he sued his barber for selling locks of his hair for $3,000. He gave his barber an ultimatum, get his hair back or give, you know, $3,000 to a charity of his choice. And since the barber could not get the hair back, he donated the $3,000 to charity. In 2006, he was awarded NASA's Ambassador of Exploration Award. In 2009, he earned the Congressional Gold Medal. In 2010, he was awarded the Naval Astronaut Badge. 
In 2011, he was awarded a Congressional Gold Medal. He eventually died August 25, 2012, at the age of 82 due to complications from a heart surgery in Cincinnati, Ohio. After his death, the hashtag WinkAtTheMoon started trending on Twitter. A NASA administrator said, as long as there are history books, he will be included in them. In 2013, he was named a recipient of the James E. Hill Lifetime Space Achievement Award, and throughout his life, he shunned publicity and rarely gave interviews. He was inducted into the Aerospace Walk of Honor, International Space Hall of Fame, National Aviation Hall of Fame, and the U.S. Astronaut Hall of Fame. He was a strong supporter of a mission to Mars and publicly criticized the cancellation of the Ares-1 and the constellation moon landing in 2010. At the age of 80, he publicly said that if they were to ask him to be commander on a mission to Mars, he would accept. It was one of the few times he actually stood in front and said, you know, this is wrong, and made a point. He had two wives total, Janet Sharon and Carol Knight, and he had three kids, all with Janet. However, uh, his daughter died at the age of two due to uh, pneumonia. And in case you couldn't guess, like very early on when I said he was the first man on the moon, I was talking about Neil Armstrong. Don't forget to reach out to me on my social medias. They will be in the show notes. And let me know how you did. It was an easy one today. In the future, I might make, I might make them harder.